Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. I am your host, Evangelist Liz G. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Living in Babylon. And right now we are exploring the book of Daniel and Daniel's experience living in Babylon under the king Nebuchadnezzar. If you have your Bible, turn to the book of Daniel, chapter 2, verse 24. This is the time when the king was demanding that someone be able to interpret his dream and had sent out a decree that all the wise men, the astrologers, for everyone to be killed because he was upset because no one could interpret his dream. Chapter 2, verse 24 says, Therefore Daniel went in unto Ariok, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said this unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show unto him the king's interpretation. So one thing we know from what we've seen so far is that living in a Babylonian age, there will be a lot of seers, soothsayers, astrologers, people who are getting wisdom and knowledge from sources other than God. This is God's wisdom. This is God's knowledge. But it is not the Spirit of God that is motivating the people and they are taking the knowledge and they are perverting it and they are making the claims as if this is their knowledge, their wisdom, and their understanding of things. Verse 25, then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste, and thus, and said thus unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah, and will make known unto the king the interpretation. The king answered and said unto Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, remember, his name had been changed. His identity had been changed or an attempt had been made to change his name and identity. Are thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, cannot the wise men? The astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king? You mean you have all of these people claiming to have superior knowledge and wisdom and understanding, but they aren't able to show you the dreams? But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. And maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days, the dream and the vision 
of thy head upon thy bed are these. And I'll skip down to verse 31. Thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. And Daniel began to go on and interpret the dream, telling King Nebuchadnezzar what the future held for him and his dynasty. We're skipping on to chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar, the same image that Daniel prophesied about, the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it in the plain of Dura in the providence of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the providences to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. I want to draw your attention to the fact that one of the symbols of the Babylonian age is that it is an actual system. It's a governmental system. It was in the physical and it is in the spiritual. Our enemy is highly organized. There are different levels and degrees of involvement by spiritual entities to make sure that Babylon stays in effect. And if you notice, he said the governors, the captains, the judges, the sheriffs were all involved in keeping Babylon organized and under the thumb and rule of King Nebuchadnezzar. Everyone was involved. So that's why we wonder sometimes why there is such wickedness in our government wickedness in our judicial system, wickedness in our police system, because in many cases the spirit of Babylon is running rampant. Remember, Babylon is an unjust system. It is a system that wants to operate without God. Verse 3, chapter 3 said, Then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, we wonder why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. The counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the providences were gathered together unto the dedication. They were all in agreement. A lot of time you'll hear the term like, um, it used to be in the old days we'd say Uncle Sam. Now we hear Big Brother is watching. We also hear terms like the Illuminati. Basically what it's saying is there are entities and forces that are working behind the scenes, in private but in unison, all for the purpose 
of subjugating everyone else. And here they have come together for the dedication of the image. And it reminded me, and I'll post a link for it in the description of the video, that there was an event that took place about three years ago in Switzerland, which a lot of people probably missed. And if I'm not mistaken, it was at the beginning of the year, possibly. I think they were dedicating some type of underground laboratory um, while I'm, I'm reading out I'll, I'll Google it real quick but the video, the footage I was shocked that it didn't oh the CERN I remember it's the C-E-R-N you have an opportunity to look it up. It was called the CERN, and it was like a dedication. It would remind me similar if this thought came to me that this dedication of this statue in Babylon, the ceremonies and the pomp and the circumstance were probably very similar to the things that we saw in the CERN. And again, I'll post the link. This was in Switzerland, and that would be a great. So, yes, that was the CERN in Switzerland. So let's read on. And it said they gathered together for the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbuck, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship. The golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So let me just let you listen to what these are odd sounding names for these in, these instruments. And I was curious as to what they sounded like. And before I play some of this music, I want you to think about the fact that people always say it's a conspiracy theory when we talk about Hollywood, we talk about the music industry. And then we talk about the spiritual nature of things that are going on within the industry when we see artists make these, um, do these performances that are highly spiritual and people only see what they will consider to be the creative side of these performances. And when Christians with seeing eyes say, well, 
you know, that was a an initiation ceremony. That was a, a symbolism of a sacrifice ceremony or some type of oblation and worship and dedication to a false god or goddess. People say that we are nuts and we are crazy. But here in the book of Daniel, it shows clearly that there is a relationship to music and idol worship. So let's listen to uh, what a dulcimer sounds like. That's one of the instruments that they mention. So that gives you an idea of what the dulcimer sound like. It is a stringed instrument. And let's see about the sackbuts. Because, well, you know, I know quite a few instruments, but I've never heard of some of these. The sackbuts is a horn. So this is the type of music that they heard. We know what a flute sounds like. We know they mixed in the harp. And the cornet is also a type of horn. Let's listen to the cornet. This is what they heard. This is the music that was going on. A combination of this music at the dedication to the idol. See if I can get a sound here. That's the cornet. That's what it sounds like. So this dedication was pretty big stuff that was going on for an image. And everyone came. That's just like if this happened in your town and everyone came and all the officials 
or everyone gathered in Washington, D.C., to the dedication of an image and all the pomp and circumstances that's going on to the music. And they tell you, they didn't say when we make an announcement or an announcement comes over the loudspeakers. They said, when you hear the music, when you hear the sound. So that's why it is so important that we guard what's coming in our ears as well as what's coming in our eyes, what we're seeing, what we're taking in visually, what we're hearing, and what we're speaking out of our mouths. When you hear the music, you've got to bow down. And that's the same type of Babylonian atmosphere that we live in today. We're supposed to accept anything and everything that is presented if it is camouflaged behind the music. And it said, this wasn't a choice. If you don't fall down in worship, you're going to be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Chapter 7, it said, Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and all kinds of music, the music people, there is power in the music. And the enemy uses music. That brings me to the thought of Kanye West and Kanye West's church. And they said, we don't read scriptures. We don't pray. We don't do anything. We just do music as if that is so innocent. The deception many times is brought in on the wings, on the notes of music. And he said, and all kinds of music has so much power to influence. That's why all the majority of our superstars are musicians. And we must remember that Satan himself was a musician. There is a description of Satan in the Bible. And we will get to it. And uh, we will jump over to it in just a moment. That tells us how Satan was built, so to speak. That he had musical instruments within his body. Um, Okay, so let's go on a little bit further while we get that scripture together. And it says, and, and the people of all nations, not just America, but all over the world, and said the people of all nations in all languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And, you know, if we think about it, the uh in the music industry when they give out awards what do they give out they give out a golden image a golden statue 
they give out a golden image. It's a miniature image, but they're always giving out a little image. And that's exactly what idols are. They're bowing down to the image. We don't know what it really means. The image, the golden globe, the the, uh, different uh, awards that they win, they all come out and they take an image. The scripture that I was looking for regarding Satan being uh, a musician, Um, he was an archangel. He was a master musician. The scripture is Ezekiel 28 and 13. So go ahead and jot that down. I'll read a little of it briefly. It says the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day that you were created. So when you have a chance to go back, that will be your lesson for today. You're going to go back and you're going to read Ezekiel 28 and 13. Which is going to describe to you a little bit more about Satan himself. To let you know that music is definitely a tool. And an instrument of control. And it says in verse 8, Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Who were the Chaldeans? You'll hear about them throughout the scriptures. The Chaldeans were sorcerers. And they spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sabbath, the psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, 
ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? So the Chaldeans brought the accusation to King Nebuchadnezzar against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were in high profile positions in the kingdom. Um, Daniel was actually, he sat at the gate of the king, which means he was a person like a judge. They resolved matters. People came in all day and, and brought their disputes and their problems and he solved them and he made judgments about different lawsuits and things that were going on in the province. And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were handling the affairs of the province, of the province in Babylon, letting us know that you can attain to great heights in Babylon and hold on to your faith. And we also see how important music is, again, in the worshiping of the golden image. And when we think about this great big image that Nebuchadnezzar set up, I'm reminded of the little small images that they win in the music industry and in Hollywood for the best performances or the best motion picture or the best song or the best video. They always walk away with a little golden statue. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, verse 16, answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, since you're asking who he is, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. <laughs> and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And I will leave the rest of what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego for homework for you. And you will start at chapter 3, verse 19. And you will find out the great deliverance that God wrought upon Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. And after they came through it, I'll give you the last verse in key, uh, 3 and 30 says, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego in the province of Babylon. They were promoted even more after they stood the test. Wow. So let that sink in. And we'll get our hearts and minds prepared for our next episode. Thanks for joining me today.
on living in Babylon.